0: Uh, Hey everyone, welcome to episode 102 of Snideful Inside the Writer's Room. That's your host, Tucker. That's me. And I'm your other host,
1: Todd. Oh, was I supposed to
0: tune you in? (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to to prompt that. That's your host, Todd. And we're completely new to this, as you can tell by the 102nd episode. Uh, (laughs) In this one, we're going to start working on episode two of season six. Um, We introduce some of the, the rebranded B Agency and what they're doing with their brand new Vegas-style casino compound. We catch back up with Tucker and Todd over by the Infinity and introduce an old character, the Mandelalorian, as a new character, the Mandelalorian. He's sort of reimagined. And they got into a whole bunch of hijinks that we didn't even have planned before we started the episode.
1: Happy accidents those are the best ones
0: and then we catch up with hat woman she is sneaking around getting her nose into the business of all of the bad guys we've got set up for this season so if you want to catch all of that and only just a little bit more uh you can catch all of it in this episode of snideful inside the writer's room enjoy welcome So, the idea is that the B agency, which is an Eldritch
1: time mafia, basically,
0: is yeah, we call it a time mafia. They have for a long time been working on various uh, social engineering projects at, uh, in the form actually, did we say it was for thousands or maybe hundreds of years? because there was a point where we like went the whole thing with the blue and the pink and all of them.
1: yeah, they've been they've been playing around with all of this. And it's difficult to say for how long they've been doing it because they do play around in time travel. So they they influence multiple timelines.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true.
1: And and just like eras throughout time. These these assholes, these bastards.
0: And so their latest scheme, uh, which maybe actually has probably been going on for a while, at least getting established. But we are uh, this season joining in with uh, I don't know what we're going to call it. I haven't thought about that,
1: yeah, the name for the casino. I think i I do like the idea that it's been like in the works for a little while that they've been planning it, but but the sudden you know emergence of the infinity has kind of accelerated things. they it's not quite ready, but they have to dive into that project now,
0: yeah. how what is our joke with that? Do they take over a pre-existing uh, like resort compound in in uh, Las Vegas, or did they like
1: demolish one, a well-known one and then all of a sudden another one pops up? I, I like, and I do, do you think it should be occurring in, in hometown? Does hometown have like a a Las Vegas kind of sector? Oh, section? that's,
0: that's funny is that it's not actually on the Las Vegas because, yeah, I was going to say it's like jammed in between two fit. There's like where there's no room for a, a resort. They've magically kind of like magic one in there, but that's funny.
1: Oh, maybe it's, it should be part of like a rebuilding project because certain parts of hometown have been, you know, devastated free real estate maybe it uh, ties in maybe it ties into uh sort of like a grant
0: well yeah the moment you say that does that mean that this is also somehow linked to mega Doodoo?
1: it might be and that would be really funny because then then the b agency is kind of floating right under the radar cuz taint would have their number
0: right Oh, that's interesting. If, yeah, if, if they sort of made a backroom deal with Mega Doodoo without Taint's knowledge, would that sour the relationship between Taint and Mega Doodoo, or at least cause some conflict?
1: It would, it would definitely cause a bit of tension there. For what, what
0: I've, I'm kind of forget. Would she, was, is that her like double dipping? Is she doing that like, uh, what's the word? Um, cunningly and, and, as a plan or or is she or is she misled by them
1: i think she'll be misled by them i don't think she's aware that they're you know what they are mm-hmm. cuz she she if she knew she would want to go after them right i think she's been tricked into thinking that they're just a legitimate business interest that's you know taken a keen interest in in rebuilding a sector of the city that's been badly damaged but they it props up uh, like overnight into this garish Las Vegas Strip kind of thing. I think maybe instead of just one building, they could actually like take over a, a, like a, a little block.
0: Oh, do we do it? Is that a fun kind of is that the gag is that they take over some place that was actually beneficial to society? Yeah. And uh... similar to our well, the the ads where people go out and. Dump oil in the water and then clean it up and then dump it back or whatever that yeah like, <laughs> yeah to demolish. I mean that's um, to tell a story about Calgary. Um, many many years ago, um, the drop-in center downtown, uh, had the so th- there there used to be the Cecil Hotel, uh, which was like a a, a massive, um, f- like a, a trap house, <laughs> big flop house. Well, it was known as like the drug place in Calgary and it was demolished and then there was just an empty lot back there. And so the drop in center uh, bid $2.1 million on the land to turn it into like a social development center where it would be extra uh, shelter room and there would be a bank for uh, to help teach uh, homeless people financial skills and like a career center that would hire out of the shelter and all these different beneficial things. And the city of Calgary went in and doubled their bid and turned it into an unpaved parking lot because they didn't want extra homeless people flocking to that area because that would change their stats on how much homelessness is in various neighborhoods in Calgary. Of
1: course, it would. <laughs> Isn't that nice. It's it's just like all of the the uh, the aggressive architecture that it doesn't fix a problem, but it does kind of force it to be somewhere else.
0: Oh yeah, pigeon
1: spikes. Yeah, yeah. We don't actually want to solve a problem. We just want to live in the comfort of pretending it's not there. Yeah, and meanwhile, telling our children that they shouldn't uh, brush problems under the rug. Yeah, no kidding. Don't don't do that. That's not a solution. Everybody just does that.
0: (laughs) Humans. It's cute.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't think that's a child thing. I think that's just a everybody thing.
0: Yeah. Um okay back to this thing uh the point yes. that, oh so was was there going to be some sort of like uh yeah community i think, engagement I, think project? I
1: think community centers and and stuff like that maybe like a museum like a an education place some oh, yeah, some kind, kind of uh center maybe maybe even something for like uh ex convicts so that they can get rehabilitated and 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 get some education and and get actual jobs so that they don't you know immediately reoffend because they have nothing else to do
0: downtown with the most beneficial buildings <laughs> they
1: were, um, yeah uh, we it's... we put them all in the, same, <laughs> in the same place and then the b agency comes in and sh- shreds the whole thing under the under the you know let's say a vague promise of refurbishing that neighborhood returning oh. it to its its previous state and then immediately just building casino and uh, and you like a, just, a lone shark center.
0: You cut out around the part. You said something about something, something that neighborhood and oh. everything before that was gone.
1: Right. OK, so, yeah, we they've got, you know, the uh, education, uh, lower recidivism rates through through education and job placement, not just for the homeless and the other disadvantaged and disenfranchised, but also for like ex-cons. So we, we can have some kind of introduction to to this place. Maybe like a before the apocalypse. And then after we see the entire place run down, broken, <laughs> broken windows, boarded up doors, stuff like that. And then the B-Agenstein <laughs> like swoops in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make it, especially if it's star wipe, because then it looks like it's, uh, you know, because that, that's what they like to do in the, uh, in the TV shows where they, they rebuild a place better, but then it like star wipes and it's actually a rundown shithole yeah that's abandoned <laughs> before after <laughs> and then the and then and then the camera can pan over there's the b agency bulldozing what's left of our the heart and soul of this city center and putting in you know a casino and over there will be a loan shark den
0: right the joke that just popped into my mind as you said that is it pans over and it's got b agency dressed up as the uh Clockwork orange hooligans. <laughs> They're oh. all kicking over the remains of the building. <laughs> <laughs> just beating it over with just chains and it was fixed, yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 yep, the Droogs. They'd show up and just start knocking over buildings. Then you can see one of them operating uh, like a crane that has the wrecking ball swinging on it.
0: Oh, yeah, and and uh, as as he winds up the ball, he just go- we do a nice build. Just singing in, edit, singing. in, cut in the rain wrecking ball
1: <laughs> oh yeah even better if maybe somebody happens to be standing on the ball oh beautiful yeah they, they
0: can actually be that we can do the miley cyrus
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> a whole music video yeah actually maybe it's a whole music sequence i'm liking this yeah more, more. Yeah.
1: yeah i think that's <laughs> that's fun it starts and it, it, you know it starts with a high note and then it star wipes. And then we've got that same high note played out of key. Yeah. And then it immediately breaks into singing in the rain and wrecking ball. Some <laughs> some kind of fusion. And then almost and then we can do like a, a, a night and day kind of speed cycle. And then by the next morning, this place is now a garish eyesore Rubble. of a Las Vegas strip. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, these do we do, the guys whole time do time horrible like? work, but they do it fast yeah i think i think the camera like pans up to look at the moon and then the moon goes down the starry sky fades away and then the sun comes up cock-a-doodle-doo and then the camera pans back down and all the rubble has been replaced the place is clean but it's now a place of corporate excess
0: while we pan up to the moon do we get the uh the saws and hammers sound effects
1: (laughs) oh yeah yeah of course of course uh Everybody needs to have their hand held, especially us, so we need yeah. to know exactly what's going on off-camera. off, <laughs> off camera. In fact, there, uh, is there a funny way to uh, subvert the, the hammering and sawing?
0: Well, my my other sh- uh, idea for a gig before g- doing, like, the moon-sun edit was to have, uh, like, a time-lapse of literally, like, an uh, inflatable resort compound, like, slowly inflate and then oh, the, moment, yeah. the moment it's fully inflated it's real
1: i i in my head i actually thought about like uh old-fashioned hollywood lots where the the front faces of buildings are actually the only part of it that's constructed <laughs> oh, yeah. and i saw those like like uh, kind of like being stood up and then the camera pans around and then suddenly for some reason it's a whole building so uh, very 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 similar energy on that if we were to show what's actually occurring I, I like both of those very much, like the inflatable buildings or or like the front face, the facade being propped up and then just suddenly being a three dimensional building,
0: yeah. It's silly and kind of slipshod slapshod. I don't I think slipshod is the word. um, but then somehow it miraculously is good <laughs> and real,
1: <laughs> yeah. and it uh, it's a way to say stuff about these guys without saying anything, yeah, they've got weird but effective means.
0: Hmm. Uh, did we get our bunny suit from them? I th- uh, it I, was we had an origin. It was by forged the by dwarves. dwarves. Right.
1: But it was done by outside stuff. So, yeah. I mean, it's very possible that they've got a team of dwarves building this thing. <laughs> That's interesting. Hi-ho! Oh, hi-ho.
0: I like that. I mean, a superior ancient god society would sort of have a diminutive race that they enslaved and presided
1: over, no? Yeah, the Snidlings.
0: <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Interesting.
1: Yeah, we can't call them dwarves. We wanna we wanna step away from that, but that is our shorthand every time we want a an industrious, hardy, hardworking, never gets tired race that's great at building the coolest things.
0: So how do we how do we cue this uh how does this episode start? How do we go into the your uh into the the thing gets built sequence?
1: I think I think the uh the before and after is a good place to start. Like a, a sweeping view of what the what the city in this area used to look like. Some some signs, just like a a peek at at days gone by.
0: I'm trying to think of how other like mafia movies start, does it like, cause I'm trying to think of like Goodfellas or Casino. Does it start with voiceover? It was a
1: very good year. I think that was a Sopranos starter.
0: It's been a while since I watched the Sopranos. Me too. It's been a while since I watched any of those. A lot of those movies are like, I watched them once or twice. They don't, they didn't make up my uh, pen of forming my personality off of these movies. Like I think a lot of people seem to.
1: (laughs) I uh, I don't have a super strong yes. recollection, but I do think they like to start with showing a bit of more mundane day-to-day living and then immediately juxtapose it with how criminality interacts with it. Well,
0: I think, so, do we, like, I think, like, I'm thinking, because the, the tour through the casino that we're going to do is from Goodfellas, and I'm thinking Goodfellas starts with, like, a flash forward of something terrible happening, maybe? I can't even remember. Do we want to do it
1: that way? Oh, does it start close to it's the like end? Somebody, how did I? You're right all wondering the... how I got here, kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. Does that mean we want to start with like a, a wrestling match intro? I guess you're all wondering how we got here. Hmm, that's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to
0: without giving away too much. Would it be fun to do? By the way, I was trying to come up with a name for our uh, Vince McMahon, and since the casino is going to be all um debauchery and gambling and whoring and alcohol and all that stuff, I think his first it, it's fitting for his first name to be Vice.: Oh yeah. And then last name, do we just want to make it McMan? Vice McMahon?:
1: Uh, I was wondering if we should make him like five two and call him Vince McManlet.: Ooh. But that seems unnecessarily mean. (laughs) I don't. I don't actually want to uh, insult the. His wrestling.
0: His wrestling persona is short king.
1: Yeah, because I don't want to insult the short kings because I am one. I don't want to alienate them. This is a safe place for short kings.
0: Short kings is so funny to me. It's so funny that that has caught on. I was just that that I don't know that there are short kings (laughs) who refer to themselves as short kings, unironically.
1: I, I think so. nobody should be allowed to unironically <laughs> refer to themselves as short kings, but I do think it's, uh, 100% acceptable for a six, three woman to refer to a five, three man as a short king.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think you have to be an Amazon. <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: pretty sure you're only allowed to have that in your vocabulary. If you are taller than a tall king.
0: To, so, to uh, detract very slightly. Um, being subscribed to, to the uh, the Asmongold sphere of the world, um, he generates a fair amount of clicks by uh, buying into the drama of uh, shitty like gotcha games, which have gigantic communities. And so oh, yeah. I, watched, I watched a half hour video of a guy who is into Blue Protocol, the Blue or Tower Fantasy. I can't remember one of those. One of those anime gotchas um a vtuber who who takes the appearance of a floating whale
1: oh um, wow that's a little on the nose isn't it <laughs> if you're playing a gotcha game like almost no, semi-professionally no kidding, right? and so Ring he was interbell.
0: he was complaining about a content creator who uh i guess is getting all of the clicks in the blue in the blue protocol um algorithm The sphere, yes. And so, but he doesn't really like the game and he kind of roasts it a little and he makes fun of VTubers. And so this VTuber made a half hour, hey, listen here. Don't (laughs) talk about content creators because the way that you're talking about our community is destroying the community. So...
1: Oh, I didn't realize it would be so easy.
0: Stop talking about our community that way. I think you should just here's all the things so i'm gonna say i'm gonna go i'm gonna actually every point you make i'm gonna go bit by bit everything you say i'm gonna interpret it totally literally and i'm a grown man and i'm a whale animated that kind of thing
1: yeah you know what <laughs> i find that that's pretty common with every youtube rebuttal video i've ever seen is somebody goes bit by bit through each point and just actually it it's pretty
0: gross um and pathetic but my favorite part is that the 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 content creator that he took issue with had said something along the lines of well VTubers only v- are VTubers because if they're female they don't want to put on makeup and if they're male they don't want to put on clothes and this guy goes listen <laughs> i'm a VTuber because i don't have very good self esteem eh. and <laughs> What was my point? why I got lost. Oh, shit. There was something that we said that brought this whole thing up that I was coming around with you. But it was it was I'm, I was getting there. I'm sorry. Vince for the McMahon trapping.
1: lit in short kings.
0: Oh, that was it. He goes, I don't ha- I at one point was 250 pounds and I'm a short king. <laughs> and it was And <laughs> just seeing this little animated whale explaining you can hear the emotion in his voice and he's not good at asserting himself <laughs> just trying to be like hey shut up
1: <laughs> oh yeah he uh once he once he starts trying to you know really you know apply some force of personality it's it starts getting heavy oh, man what a world we live in v-tubing
0: changed my life
1: <laughs> look i understand how the anon- anonymity of the internet is very helpful for people who have challenges such as those i yeah. don't think v-tubing helped i think i think v-tubing as a whale has only complicated only further yeah. it, it's muddied the waters
0: <laughs> the beach is muddy Anyways, that thanks for taking that little tour into the internet <laughs> subculture with me.
1: <laughs> so, uh, do, do we want to go with Vince McManlett and make him Short King cuz now I actually I've I've That's gone a full funny. I've gone full circle and now I think it's funny again. I think I think Short Kings have a better sense of humor than that, so I think Vince McManlett and Short King. Because it's up to them whether whether it it becomes like a bone they have to pick with the entire world or not. And I think Vince Vice here, Vice McManlet, yeah. blames the rest of the world for his his height. He's got a bone to pick with all of them. Oh, that's interesting.
0: And does he? act? So he becomes he's the short king. And I, the, as I was trying to figure this out, is um, this isn't a good example, but is do we consider Jordan Balfour a good or a bad person? <laughs> The Wolf of Wall Street guy,
1: uh, a bad person probably.
0: Because I was just thinking, like, because he 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 could have a wrestling persona called the Short King, or I guess maybe the Short. Like I'm I'm thinking of a finance guy who has a persona called the Short King or the Short God, and he's a um he gets a, he has beef with the Short King because they have similar names, but one is short and one is shorts.
1: Oh, I like that. So there's like a there's There's almost a legal dispute going on. <laughs> yeah. You can't call yourself that. It's too close to my name. That's a fun thing to play around with sometime later with lawyers again.
0: Yeah, it comes up. They both have teams.
1: Okay. Um... Vice McManlet. he He is the uh, owner operator of the the casino. So,
0: so you said we 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 start with a before and after, but why why is why are we why are we even looking at the before? like what is the context that we are Tucker and Todd walking no Tucker and Todd are off of the tree. Is somebody walking downtown?
1: I think I think people in need are walking downtown the 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 whole point of the before was oh just we just started to show... the vignette. Yeah, it was just to okay. show how important and helpful and just generally wholesome and good for the city that this part of town used to be. Okay. Maybe we don't even immediately preface it with once upon a time. Maybe we briefly play it off as if this is modern day and then do the star wipe to show what actually it looks like now. Yeah. But I wanted to just just to give it a brief peek of, you know, how how things once were. A brief look at the optimistic days of yesteryear.
0: Oh, could we do the thing where there is an info booth type kiosk? It's not an an info kiosk, like like a welcome kiosk with a flat screen in it doing uh, welcome to the altruism. um, What's it called? I like that. Distract. Like, the that's not necessary. That's not. True. That's not necessarily. But you know what I'm saying. Altruism to- Square. Yeah, uh, and it's doing a little intro, and so it's a little ad spot where it kind of does a summary of what each of the locations was, and then it pulls out of that screen, and that screen is all busted up in the present.
1: Oh, I like that. That's that's very good. Then we it's kind of narrated. Then we don't have to. Focus too hard on how to show.
0: Yeah, it's got a nice voice doing a PR thing.
1: The only way to like within half a minute show that it uh, results in lower recidivism rates is to have people walk in with handcuffs on one side and walk out in suits on the other.
0: It's literally like a an assembly line factory. They they they're on a conveyor belt going <laughs> handcuffs and sliding out with the with a a, a clipboard, a degree, and a pair of glasses. Yeah,
1: yeah, they come out with a degree. And like job applications and stuff. No. Yeah, I do. I do like that, and I think that could be one of like the visuals that shows up on the screen when it explains what exactly it happens in the altruism square.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> I think the the video spot can be like less than a minute, so each location can have like a ten to twenty second bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, homeless, ex con, and I guess substance abuse segment but it's like it's hilariously terrible how much overlap there is with all three of those like what a world we live in kind of thing
0: and opening next year our brand new multi-denominational non-denominational religion rehab center
1: <laughs> oh nice so that you can get out of uh fantasology <laughs> yeah that's fun
0: that is interesting de
1: De-fantasizing, uh I guess we could just call it religious and political extremism rehabilitation center.
0: Check in to reality at reality check. Have you heard that somewhere before? That sounds so good. No, I just said that, but I know. But yeah, we're be- keeping
1: it forever. That's too <laughs> good.
0: Check into reality at reality check quotation mark.
1: Yeah, if uh, if writing fiction doesn't work out for us, I guess we're going to have to open up some kind of rehab center. I think it could stand on that tagline alone. What is this? Reality check the game. Media. Oh,
0: okay. Media smarts.
1: No, nope, we're good. Awesome. Then, uh, yeah. Career doors are just opening. <laughs> it all starts with a, a really good tagline.
0: That's all you need. Where's the beef? Right? But does anybody know the name of the guy that wrote, Where's the beef? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't I doubt no. it. I bet you it was just some some that some,
0: lady improved it.
1: <laughs> yeah, some some low-level person passed it up the chain and an executive took it over. Took the credit. Yeah, and that's I mean, that'll happen to us, but is it only success if your name's on it? Probably not. Um
0: so this place uh, gets demolished.
1: Yeah, we get to we get to pan out and see that it's it's in ruins and then Almost immediately afterwards, I think that's when we start the uh, the demolition music. It's in
0: ruins. Oh, right, 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 right. Is it in ruins because of the mutant?
1: uh, That's what I was thinking.
0: So should we have like mutant corpses strewn about then just to like kind of make it clear that this is all part of the that timeline?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, Weird guys with tentacle feet and crab claws. (laughs) Really just do it up. That, that, that'll that be one of the things the bulldozers have to, like, move out of the way. They probably all get tossed in a great big dumpster, with, along with uh, destroyed stuff.
0: Or Well, you know how, uh, like, when inmates have to do garbage picking? Or even just people who do garbage picking, they have those, like, spear things? Yeah. I like the idea of picking up all of the mutants by, like, <laughs> skewering them on a spear. Is there... A... Oh, shish, a large shish kebab, then we get, like, them. six
1: or seven of them on the same spear and then, like, shake the them off. Sh- yeah, yeah, just
0: slide them off into a bin.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm all for that. If there's, so like, whether it's a, a new a, machine. A Mac. Yeah, we need to invent a new machine, like a like a backhoe with a, a shish kebab arm.
0: Yeah, one, one, sh- one shish kebab arm and then one, like, tree I don't know what it's called. Debranching those machines they use for taking all the branches off a tree in like half a second. Have you seen that shit?
1: Yeah, yeah. Is that how they get them all off of the shish kebab?
0: Yeah, they just slide them off into a bin.
1: Yeah, it can. Lots it of
0: squelching can, noises.
1: It can look. <laughs> it can even look like almost like a humanoid hand that just like.
0: Or do we go full gag and we have this thing clean up the things and turn and then turn around and sell them at a little kiosk, like as a bushmeat kiosk selling these is that actually cool. sounds
1: like a recipe for a second uh mutant incursion oh yeah i guess so. <laughs> i was think funny. i think but that's still very funny if it like uh goes because one uh, we ape the very recently shown sort of assembly line thing where stuff gets on the They get scooped up on one side and then immediately get rendered down into like barrels of stuff that gets like a corporate drink logo slapped on it and then shipped off somewhere (laughs) to another town.
0: That's kind of funny.
1: If we really want to make fun of the the absolute worst that uh, Big Corpo can do, that's probably it. Clean up our refuse, charge us for it, and then sell the results back to us.
0: Oh, yeah. Who's responsible for the cleanup? Is that taint? Or does B agency do the cleanup so that they can then come in?
1: Yeah, I have. I think that it'll be revealed to be part of a, a government program where a bunch of funding has been set aside for local businesses and stuff to take an active role in in community outreach and cleanup and rebuilding. And I think that'll be the grant that's been taken advantage of here. So they're being paid to clean this stuff up, and then they're going to go ahead and charge somebody else to uh, enjoy that horrible drink.
0: Oh, so do we do this as part of, in order to announce that that's kind of going on, do we do this rather than just kind of like a wipe? Do we do like a groundbreaking ceremony and when they like cut the ribbon or or put the shovel into the ground, that's when all of a sudden the big inflatable casino thing hold, fills the block up right in front of
1: everybody's eyes? Show, show a little bit of hope that maybe whatever's going on here is going to be a real rebuilding project. Yeah. And then immediately shit all over that notion by having
0: the shadow loom over everybody's faces. Their their they optimism turns to disappointment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> at first, at first, their faces are awe. It's not clear if they're shocked or or elated. And then and then their their faces light up in multiple colors as as horrible oh, lights. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. It's is the opposite direction. Yeah. They're not even disappointed. They're more excited about this this uh, notion than what they thought they were going to get.
1: I I do kind of like keeping it a bit vague. They're just stunned.
0: Oh, we don't even reveal. We just, oh, we just show a shadow and then lights and then cut.
1: I, I think I think a smash cut to reveal it is all right. Oh,
0: do you mean vague is in their response?
1: Yeah, the the look on everybody's face is like vague. They're stunned. OK, but since we do want to quickly uh, enter the casino and start doing like a floor check, we do have to reveal it promptly either way.
0: Right. And then I I guess we can do intro like uh, like intro credits or whatever, whatever our intro sequence is as the the tour begins. Do we push into the doors from that moment? And that's when we begin the inside tour.
1: I think so. Do do we have anything in particular that we want on the exterior of this building? Or are we going to go with fairly, fairly standard issue, incredibly ostentatious Las Vegas fair?
0: Well, the thing is, Las Vegas resorts are all themed and theme parks, and they really so, are. and so I think that it should also have a theme park that is not too similar, uh, or not a theme park, but a theme that is not too similar to one that's already, unless we're directly aping one. Um, but I think it should, like, should it be, should it be, be should short it be King based themed? short King based That's funny.
1: If if Vice McManlet is running the show. Would it have anything to do with short kings
0: like slightly lower ceilings? <laughs> Is it called the Napoleon?
1: <laughs> I like that. That's really funny.
0: Or Napole- the Napoleonic or something like that.
1: The Napoleonic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what it says on the big, brightly lit sign. The Napoleonic. I don't and know. I uh, Do we the want go- the interiors the- to be like really inconvenient to traverse? Like in what way? <laughs> like you said with like short ceilings <laughs> that's a pretty funny comfortable for a manlet but yeah tucker walks in and thinks this is great oh i forgot that's actually funny <laughs> todd is ducking down oh this place my back but some places have is, to have is, higher is, ceilings is, like the wrestling ring
0: is that a potential conflict point later in the season is that the short king starts to appeal to tucker and like put like put um train. Like yeah whisper uh, i was saying whisper sweet nothing is in his ear but like yeah
1: i do i do think that's pretty funny maybe it should just be the entryway that's like that so that we don't have to have people like crutching down oh that's, desperately, pretty, that's pretty desperately fine. having a hard time playing at like the roulette table because they can't even see over it because of how low the ceiling is like just the lobby have a yeah whole just just the main entrance to make our short kings feel welcome. Does Vice McManlet like introduce? How is hmm, no? I think he greets people on the floor, like on the on the main casino floor where you'll see the roulette tables and blackjack oh, tables, and that's where we can the floor.
0: That's where we can see a little bit because I think in the original, my original uh, envisioning of this sequence was that we would be introduced when the the camera finally made its way to uh, his like. Inter sync them within the pit. I think maybe we were saying, yeah, or or wait, is is vice McManlet the B agency representative that we were putting in charge of this thing? Yes, okay, okay,
1: yeah. I think I think he's the guy who's been given the job of being in charge of this place. Okay,
0: I'm just making sure that there he doesn't have a guy immediately above him or whatever.
1: I mean, everybody's above him, technically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why he's so pissed off all the time. But yeah, I think the, pit, oh, yeah, the so, pit is the pit is the main floor, right? See, I don't know about that. Yeah, the pit is an area of the casino which typically contains tables for blackjack, craps, roulette, and other games. It's the main hall. That's why the pit boss is the guy who's walking around observing everything. Right.
0: There. Okay, so what is the name of the crow's nest or whatever? The, 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 the control room. That's kind of what we were trying oh, to... Oh,
1: yeah, I like that. This Yeah, this area can have a high ceiling, and he does have like a, a crow's nest control room, and it's above everybody.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> of course. And it's uh, I think it should be either in against one wall so we can see the entire floor, or it is in the center of the ceiling. And he's got like glass panels in the floor so we can see down the bottom.
0: Yeah, I was. Trying, I was just envisioning both versions of that, of of sort of like an observation, a circular observation desk with or deck with, uh, yeah, glass bottoms, or either one. The the one way mirror in the corner, or whatever.
1: Yeah, all that all that matters is that, is that he puts himself above everyone and takes every opportunity to do so.
0: And he also his personality when he's in uh, introducing or uh, welcoming people on the floor is completely different from who he is when he's in his uh, crow's
1: nest. Oh yeah, his professional boss uh identity is probably mean-spirited and and grouchy, but I think his uh his public face is quite welcoming, only to turn around and be like these fucking people.
0: Does he does he literally his uh version of being um approachable and uh amicable is doing the Robert De Niro smushed up face. <laughs> like that's how he demonstrates that he's <laughs> being kind
1: I do like that that's very funny but it's only just now occurred to me that De Niro does that yeah what a guy
0: um okay so what is in the like you said the the worst comedian ever that's another so bringing that up
1: yeah casinos love having floor entertainment
0: we need to yeah we have it all magicians too maybe (laughs) terrible magicians
1: Did you ever did you ever see Patton Oswalt talk about the terrible magician he was on set with once? Maybe, probably, I don't know. The, the terrible magician who got five bucks less than he was promised, and he just bombed the entire thing? Okay!
0: <laughs> sounds like magicians.
1: Grumpily reaches into his hat, pulls out a thing, he's like, see? Okay! <laughs> was it Dave Attell? <laughs> I don't think so, but it sounds very Attell, yeah. doesn't it? But yeah, like a just super annoyed to be their magician with no, no enthusiasm. He's just like, OK, OK,
0: <laughs> I would actually watch that for an hour. Is David Attell not pulling off <laughs> magic tricks?
1: <laughs> Patton said that it was the funniest thing he had ever seen. He was the only one in the crowd enjoying himself. He was laughing. It's all
0: about context.
1: Grabs two, two rings, separate rings. OK. Clinks them together. Okay, just bitterly. Oh, I've, I've definitely seen that. <laughs> over five um, bucks.
0: But for the worst comedian ever, that is our old uh, uh, Toya guy. Yeah. But in this season, we've introduced the idea of the juggler and his persona, Sloppy Joe. Uh, pending change, I don't know. Um, And I discussed the conversation he had Well, I discussed the conversation that Joe Rogan had with Brendan Schaub, where he told him, you need to stop being a fighter and you need to be a comedian. And then once he became a comedian, a lot of people started calling him the worst comedian ever. Um, And I think I was trying to squeeze that into a premise here by saying there was there was oh, I was doing that with The Undertaker but I'm wondering is the worst comedian ever is our worst comedian ever. Did he used to be uh, a fighter who the juggler talked out of? Like that's the, that's jugglers thing. (laughs) Should
1: he, should he have been a fighter or some or, or anything else? Is there anything else? I mean, he's really badly suited to being a fighter, so it would be good advice, but telling him to pursue comedy was bad advice. I, but I do like the idea that the, he was created by a, Ro Jogan or, or somebody similar in a similar position.
0: Telling him he was bad at his job and he should be a comedian instead.
1: Yeah, you should just lean into the comedy thing. If you want to go for it, really go for it. And then he went for it and until you uh, is all that happened.
0: Okay, we need to move. We know what this is going to be. It goes through the building. There's different floors. We don't really need to discuss any of this stuff. This can all come up when we do art and set design and all that crap. It's a casino. There's entertainment. The camera moves through it, and then we move on.
1: Yeah. uh,
0: We've been discussing this long enough.
1: One thing I did want to ask, is there any um, overtly not quite casino activity, like definitely criminal stuff going on anywhere?
0: Well, that was sort of, so initially we talked about starting from the very back of the casino and not coming into the front, but now we've created a scenario where we're going into the front, Um, and uh, at a certain point, yeah, as you go through back rooms, I don't know, there's people cutting drugs, counting money, there's just crime going on, yeah.
1: Okay, so we still have mafia stuff being aped, where we've got like a back room where a bunch of people are cutting powder.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you want to be more overt, they can be back there like breaking legs and chopping off arms and stuff.
1: I, I I I'm okay with the cutting powder, especially if it turns out that what they're actually cutting is like a whole bunch of protein supplements to sell on some of these asshole shows.
0: Oh, I like that. Is presented presented as people uh like uh, part, partitioning off powders.
1: Yeah, um, it looks like they're all cutting sh- cocaine.
0: But then show them scooping it into little uh, pills which get packaged up with the the, the brand name.
1: Oh yeah, they go into pill bottles, and then others go into like protein powder tubs.
0: Yeah, and then there's like, as seen on XYZ podcasts, sticker slapped onto the box.
1: Yeah, see, these guys don't have a, a a direct criminal relationship with with the podcasts and and the other villains, but they do have business relationships with lots of people, and I I I like the idea that their uh their protein supplements come through here. Yeah. Somebody gave us a better offer, and it was these guys. Okay, then we can move on. What's the progress looking like at the treehouse? Progress in terms of well, I mean, I, I do like the idea that similarly is it to ongoing? how going, I do I do like the idea that similarly to how the B the B agency was able to like prop up an entire like Las Vegas strip overnight, I do like the idea that like rapid progress has been made. And yeah, kind of tree silly. house where there wasn't one
0: in. Oh, there wasn't one.
1: Well, there there was like the beginning scaffolding and like some some swings and and stuff hanging assemblies. But but now maybe there's like a, a whole tree house village suspended rope bridges and something you'd see in Donkey Kong.
0: I I don't know. In my I feel I I thought all that stuff was already there.
1: Well, when when we had discussed what it was looking like, we had talked about scaffolding. It was in progress. People were just moving stuff into the tree which had only just finished growing. That's why Tucker and Todd were swinging around from branch to branch and stuff instead of taking I some thought, stairs. I thought, I thought
0: we described a whole scene in which they were like in a room with hammocks, and then they went from another room, and then oh, they, they
1: were like they hers. were not in a room. They were just hanging from branches.
0: Oh. Okay, well, then whatever, then that is how it goes. Um, yeah, it's done now. It's good. I don't I don't, I don't. feel like we need to waste a whole bunch of episodes showing a progress of, we get it, they moved, it's good, we're, we can move on.
1: Yeah, yeah, could 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 be another star swipe even, but whatever, it, it's, yeah, rapid progress has been made, and I do think it would be funny if Tucker and Todd are in a similar situation in Hammocks, but now they are in a room.
0: I mean, if you want to make a reference to it, somebody can point out, wow, it's incredible the progress they've made in only so long. And somebody else can do a meta reference to the, what you want to watch them doing construction for three episodes. I do.
1: I do like that. Some like a uh, short tempered person with like a
0: <laughs> one of the animators.
1: With like a, <laughs> yeah. Somebody with a clipboard is just like, yeah, we had to speed things along. The unit production manager. Somebody a grip brings this person a coffee. <laughs> Moving into which, yeah. moving on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and, introduce the Mandelaorian. Now, you had—I have already forgotten what you suggested his thing was.
1: He goes back and corrects what are regarded as errors in time, but people don't actually like forget the thing that no longer happens, which is what, right. which is what the... causes the Mandela effect. Yeah. This inexplicable shared memory of something that's demonstrably false turns out it was something that was true but has been corrected, and people's memories are just taking a little bit of time to catch up.
0: Is there a major plot arc that we have going that we're attaching him to? Is there a reason that we're introducing him now?
1: If we want the B agency to do anything where they go back in time and change stuff, it'll be on him to. Fix it, but I think he's going to just be present as sort of a demonstrated bulwark against temporal incursions. Sort of brought in to help protect the infinitary now that time is stabilized, but also kind of vulnerable.
0: Is Milo doing like inventory of everyone they currently have working for them, or is he trying to? Because are you are you trying to show like we're we're just introducing the concept of this guy yeah without actually um, giving him anything to do
1: i think it might be more engaging if milo if he if he's checking in and milo's getting a status report for him like he's just come back from a mission of some kind and then that'll be an opportunity for us to uh introduce one particular mandela effect that that is a result of something he's corrected he's just our best time cop hmm like he just went back in time and busted Mandela out of jail or like prevented his assassination. All oh, right. What is what is the reason why is it called Mandela again?
0: Is it the spelling of his name or the years that he was in prison or why does it?
1: <laughs> I believe it's because everybody thought that he was killed. They thought they thought Mandela was dead and he was not. All oh, right. People thought that he died in the 80s.
0: That's weird. Oh, Mr. Monopoly wearing a monocle.
1: Yeah, like there's there's a whole bunch of like collective false memories that people seem to have. Did
0: we already do because we were going to have a Mr. Monopoly versus. Oh, that's this season. That's the that's the the pharma boss. We can. Was, oh, Mr. didn't Monopoly you used to have a the, monocle?
1: <laughs> I don't know peanut what you're talking whatever. about. <laughs> yeah, the peanut guy. Oh, he's a pharma guy who is the enemy of the peanut guy. But I do think the peanut guy should participate in the wrestling.
0: okay Um, the Mandalorian. I'm trying to figure out how. Yeah, the, they thought the he boys, died. the boys exit uh, can be tied into screwing up something to do with. Like, this can all happen at once. Like, I don't, I don't we don't need to spend lot of time in this tree. Absolutely. And the new system of travel. What are we referring to here?
1: Uh, that would be the the new wormholes that are are like rabbit holes. Do they exit via a rabbit hole? That's what I was thinking. that we would demonstrate that that uh, the the way things were done before doesn't quite work so well. Now that the infinity has kind of sealed everything up, But it does have new ways, the rabbit holes that everybody can just kind of jump into to go places. Oh
0: well, then do they get bounced, or they just accidentally? One of them is like, "What's this?" And they dip their, they like, they touch it with their toe, like it's a pool, and it just sucks them down into the rabbit hole.
1: I do think that sounds very like something that they, they would do, just like dip a toe into it and then start getting sucked in, and then immediately grab their their partner and drag them down with them.
0: Oh, um, do is there a possibility rather than maybe the rabbit hole that they jumped into? was one that has been marked for um,
1: deletion or
0: correction. Yeah. And so they
1: they go back in time and accidentally kill Mandela.
0: Oh, no, I was going to say the Mandela, (laughs) Mandela Lorien gets sent after them to rescue them before they become
1: a Mandela effect themselves. Yeah, I do like that. Yeah, Tucker. Okay, so introduce Tucker and Todd. They wander around. They get stuck in this wormhole. They wind up in a mysterious place, and then in short order, very, very short order, the Mandalorian comes to reclaim them just before they are about to do something. I don't know, step on a bug, accidentally push something off of a shelf. Whatever they're going to do, they're going to disrupt the time space continuum. And the Mandalorian stops them, drags them back before Milo.
0: Do we do it that fast? Because now that's putting thoughts in my mind. Like, if, oh,
1: you want to go on a little adventure?
0: <laughs> I don't know how much, because we don't, I don't know if we have much plans for them. This could get, because that sounds sort of fun as they get sent into this timeline, which has been marked for deletion. And while they're in it, it starts getting ghosted. So like a, like a, like a, um, I like that. Is it, I don't know if they have it in Fortnite, but like in PUBG or whatever, like they have the danger zone. Like there's a gigantic yeah the, uh, a the zone
1: the zone of activity starts getting smaller yeah I, I i like that because we've done a couple of bits where we we ape stuff like reboot where yeah. you the edges of the system are visible and they're starting to close in you just see like crackling fog right and i i like the idea that like one of them reaches for like a drink but as soon as they they reach out to touch it it disappears what the fuck <laughs> so yeah they're interacting with this system that is being purged I i like that a lot they yeah okay and is so, it, and is now here, oh, is it an alien place or is it like a memory of a place that they've been to before? But memory, I mean, of mean, place like, that they've been
0: to before is kind of fun,
1: like, but a, like a, a version that's being aborted as time is being cleaned up,
0: yeah, because it was no good. I um, mean, this is this this could be one also, of those
1: worst case scenario realities. This is an opportunity to look at something like that or one of the other failed versions of history.
0: Well, and then the next level slash layer of adventure that I was considering was, do, does them mucking about and being Tucker and Todd cause them to screw up the Mandalorian's plan and he gets stuck with them inside a ghost timeline? I and was so-
1: I was thinking that uh, a timeline under normal circumstances wouldn't require the Mandalorian's direct intervention to delete but Tucker and Todd screw up the deletion process such that he has to be called in. Right. And then, yeah, it would be kind of funny if he is then kind of stranded in there with them.
0: And everybody forgets who all three of them are while
1: they're in there. Oh, that's brutal. How do they get out? Tune in next, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, tune in next week as we figure out what the heck they would have, how that's even going to happen.
1: Well, yeah, it's going to take a bit of a think, but I do. I I like that. Okay, so they're in there. They start interacting with stuff. They cause inexplicable... I mean, because the boys are anomalous. Yeah. So no matter what, as they start interacting with stuff, things that are supposed to be deleted are suddenly, like, administrator only or or read only. They can no longer be deleted and changed.
0: Oh, do we do sort of a thing where it's like the Mandela only knows how to travel via rabbit hole? And because this rabbit hole has been voided or whatever, he doesn't know what to do next. But Tucker and Todd are able to create wormholes because they're. <laughs> they're I gross. Do, I,
1: do, I do like that.
0: Wormholes within the rabbit holes.
1: Yeah. All right. So, yes, the, the wormhole that the Mandalorian travels through is stable at the time he travels through it. He knows where it is. It, it has like a fixed location that he can return to. He comes to get us and ensue by the time he makes it back to the rabbit hole it's gone yeah it is closed as other parts of this timeline start destabilizing as well i do like the idea that tucker and todd are the way out they've got they've got the mojo they've got the voodoo oh
0: the more that a timeline recedes to uh, i guess a single point does it be does it recede to a single moment
1: interesting
0: like, does all the time dries up around the single moment that they're stuck in until it becomes that moment, and then they're stuck in
1: that moment, and
0: so that's sort of like the ticking clock against them.
1: I do, I do like that. Not only are they running out of space, they're running out of time. Yeah, <laughs> since it, since we all know that space and time are are inexorably connected to each other. Oh, of course. Yes, there, everything is kind of collapsing into a single point in space and time. Yeah, boy, that's Eldritch. <laughs>
0: Oh, but also damn!
1: Very much up their alley.
0: You just gave me a thought. Maybe that is Eldritch. As they get closer and closer to the single point, the Mandelilorian reveals himself to be a guy who took the identity of the Mandelilorian, who's locked up in a trunk somewhere or something like that. This was a oh, it's plot. It's Moody. <laughs> yeah, this is a plot to trap Tucker and time in time and space. Tucker in time. Tucker and Todd in time.
1: That's actually interesting. Now, now it's a double cross. Yeah. Okay, but here here how um does that mean that the Mandalorian this duplicate Mandalorian actually closes the rabbit hole behind himself to make sure that they have no way out? We could have just collapsed the timeline in on you, but we had to make sure you couldn't get. Oh, it.
0: probably that's very funny, and and that that's a good um, smoke and was a misdirect for the audience because we set it up as it's Tucker and Todd's fault. And so, do they even do they feel
1: bad? <laughs> do we do that as well? Or do they feel guilty for?
0: Oh, I like that.
1: Friend? That's just gonna annoy him. But I do, yeah, I do like that. He's an assassin who's here to make sure that the timeline closes on them. I can't kill you, but this can. Yeah, because because I'm gonna assume several beings and people have tried to kill Tucker and Todd, but their their weird probability warping just causes them to not die. (laughs) They're all cartoon (laughs) physics. Like somebody tried to strangle them, and it was just like trying to bring Daffy Duck's neck. Nothing happened. He just spoke funny for a couple of days. Yeah, every every major forgotten
0: every major plan we've put into action in the past, however long, ends up with you two at the center of it, foiling our plans.
1: And then I guess that, so the show is about us.
0: Oh, that's fun. Tucker and Todd look at each other. Tucker, the show is about (laughs) us. (laughs) Do you know what this means? What? We're
1: important. (laughs) And then then this can be immediately juxtaposed to like uh, the real world where like a framed photo of Tucker and Todd is slowly starting to fade away. (laughs) Nobody's going to know who you are, guys.
0: I was going to say it immediately cuts to, it cuts them off as they're talking. They don't even get to finish what they're saying. And it cuts to the, the, the straight, uh,
1: Oh, um, Catwoman woman plot. I like that. It means we're important. People are going to remember who we are. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cut. <laughs> <laughs> nope.
1: Sorry, boys. Maybe next week that, but that does make it much more interesting. And, let's us explore the you know their relationship with causality
0: mhm and yet another bad guy to annoy uh into uh defeat
1: <laughs> oh yeah i and i have a feeling that tucker and todd are going to wind up leaving him stranded and he's going to be he's going to be our opportunity to show what happens when you're trapped in a single point in space and time
0: oh what is the bad guy from doctor strange
1: uh, was that Dormammu where he's trapped yeah. in the loop and he starts to become self-aware? He's yeah, not self-aware, but aware of the loop. What he's, is this? <laughs> yeah, he's he's omniscient <laughs> enough to realize that he's repeating a moment in time, but not omnipotent enough to do anything to stop it. Yeah, I like that. But I was thinking that uh, if if you're if you get, I was thinking he was compressed into a single moment of uh, space and time, and that actually turns him into a poker chip, Ooh. and then he immediately goes into circulation at this casino
0: that's interesting i like that that's sort of like the uh ursula and her poor unfortunate souls
1: yeah like maybe there's like a a sort of chip dispensary inside of the casino and every time this happens one just like falls out of it yeah some guy scoops it up looks at it with like a big uh fancy looking monocle and inspects it
0: yeah that one's good put it into circulation In the future, we can develop a whole John Wick universe around this casino where the the tokens are (laughs) used.
1: But uh, yeah, it just it struck me like what happens if this guy gets crushed and compressed into a single tiny finite point in space and time? Well, maybe he gets turned into like a a doodad. Yeah. And who would use such a doodad? The B Agency.
0: Mega doodad.
1: Yeah, it just strikes me as a thing that they would do. But but yes, it, Tucker and Todd get cut off, and then suddenly there we see Hat Woman. Do do we see her like suiting up? I've always got oh, time for a, I've always got time for a quick suit up. A Especially hat cave. Because, yeah, because all she has to do is put her hat on, right? But we yeah right. We agreed that she's got the the bunker under the uh, Curiosity Shop, so I guess we can see how it's been done up as the Hat Cave. <laughs> so so I guess she it's just can... like hat racks everywhere.
0: Oh, I like that. Is because she's got her sassy um, hat mobile. And so we get, we do in the and she calls it by name Hatmobile. Cue suit up sequence or whatever. Um, and it is one single cut of her putting the hat on.
1: Perfect. Yeah, or or like a, a robotic <laughs> like two fingered hand kind of thing, like just oh, placing Darth, it get on top Darth of her Vader. head. Vader. Yeah, and it just um, places it on her hat and then like flicks it so that it it tilts.
0: Oh, I like that. It, with it has articulated fingers with the flick
1: yeah oh it's got the the white cartoon glove hand. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah what the hell is the matter with that? of course it's got to be the cartoon yeah so it places it on her head everything goes black and white and then it gives it the little flick and then bam sepia we are yeah when it,
0: when it when it does the flick it does a, a old-fashioned um ricochet sound effect r- bullet ricochet
1: Poing! <laughs> yeah yeah i like that and then yeah it it adjusts the filter so that she's not just straight detective she is hat woman. Yeah. Does it does it cast like shade over her eyes so that it looks like she's kind of got a half mask going on? Oh interesting.
0: Yeah. Who am I, I like thinking that.
1: of that's got those going on?
0: Is that Darkwing Duck?
1: Darkwing Duck for sure has one.
0: There's a number.
1: Uh yeah, the one I was thinking of was the Phantom, but he actually it's not attached to his hat. It looks like he's just wearing like a pair of sunglasses with the eyes out. Yeah, I was thinking of the Phantom. But he—it's not a continuous piece that comes from the the brim of his hood, right? Which makes it stupid. Darkwing Ducks is better. I want his style. Big hat, and then it—a shade just comes down over her eyes. Now, now her identity is concealed. <laughs> she grabs. Nobody, she, she, nobody she, will she, ever recognize her chin.
0: She dips her fingers into her whiskey glass and puts two of like war paint smears under her eyes. <laughs>
1: oh, I like that. <laughs> Does it, does it leave marks at last? I think so. <laughs> that's that's funny.
0: Especially if it is sepia, you can't really tell.
1: Uh, yeah, it just... It just tones. Oh, maybe that's where the sepia comes from.
0: Oh, she I like She dips that. her fingers
1: into the brown whiskey and then paints it under her eyes. And then yeah. from her eyes, it radiates to the entire scene around her. the filter, yeah. Instead of the hat tilt in particular, it's the whiskey. <laughs> Suddenly, everything Something's is whiskey-colored. <laughs> yeah i like that something's missing ah right dip dip whiskey now 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 it's not sepia it's not coffee colored it is whiskey all right so she's she's all right and and uh we can forget about the part of tucker and todd make it at home they are trapped yeah
0: that's way more interesting truly trapped in one place they can't just wander around the outside
1: no kidding but unfortunately for their would-be assassin they're still kind of in their element okay uh i've decided that Hat woman should be monologuing a lot, just like uh, Straight Detective does. Yeah, but now she does it like comic book style too. Well, because I get, did did Adam West Batman have a narrator?
0: I do not remember. It was around the era that it would have had like a cliffhanger
1: style narrator, but um, I'm sure it did. But I I absolutely want to do some of the Adam West Batman era gags, it like is. the the pow. Everybody wants to do the the punch block.
0: Oh, do we do that for all sorts of? We can do little gags. So if she's monologuing, maybe if she like sniffs, there's like a big sn- sniff,
1: <laughs> sniff. Yeah, <laughs> with the uh, the little musical sprit string because it was always yeah. like nanananananananabow. Yeah, so
0: for any little like ad lib or sound effect within the scene, there can be extraneous. She clears her throat. Yeah. Ahem. <laughs> Ahem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that.
1: Every yeah, for, for many totally innocuous little actions, she jiggles like her keys. Turns a doorknob. Click. <laughs> <laughs> Out of control. All right. So we you uh you mentioned that you wanted her to do a stealth sequence. I'm totally into that. Does she use her? sepia to kind of like assist her stealth like is she able to use it to blend into surroundings
0: yeah i'm trying to think about yeah some various shadows and whatnot Does
1: a shadow turn sepia when she steps into it it was black now it's sepia but she blends into it
0: oh that's funny like so is it everything remains I don't know. Like so like the whole black and white sepia thing was uh n- like so she's still noir while she's this persona.
1: Yeah, but it's like a, a more comic book.
0: So whenever she's on screen it's in sepia filter.
1: I think she's got like a field of it around her. So if she gets uh, too close to stuff it becomes sepia with her.
0: That's inter- that reminds me of a game.
1: Yeah, I think I think like a filter field just radiates from her a short distance.
0: Oh, okay. So you know how in animation, a cone of, like an aura cone of light will come from uh, a street light or whatever? Yeah. And it will be sort of yellow. And so since she's yellow, so she can actually blend into light spots because they're similarly yellow to her.
1: Oh, that's that's actually very funny. Instead of blending into the shadows, she just like stands directly under a street lamp and disappears. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can only
0: do it at night. Yeah, a street lamp, or when somebody shines like it's the uh, opposite. When somebody shines a a uh, a uh, uh, a flashlight. She oh yeah, flashlight into the beam. And
1: she the <laughs> flashlight like... gets becomes immediately like nice and yellow brown. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually way better. I like that much more. She doesn't step into the shadows.
0: Just turn it on its head a little bit. Step out of the shadows.
1: I like that. And and um, she can also stand under like the low hanging uh, shaded lamps at like poker games and stuff. Yeah. She poses on a pool table. <laughs> oh, yeah. She just likes somebody's coming. She jumps up onto the poker table or the <laughs> the pool table. The billiards table disappears. A billboard, whatever. Yeah. Any of these things. That's 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 much more interesting as a way for her to be shown traversing the city at night. And it's, and it'd be really easy to show because she just walks under these things and disappears. Yeah. I like it. I think that's uh, the most interesting subversion of the disappearing into the shadows. I could, that, that that there could be. And I don't think it's, it's
0: it's not too contrived. We're using um, features and realities that we've already set up.
1: But yeah, she's got her, her, uh, color blending field. I'm sure straight detective actually does benefit from the shadows.
0: Her Noira. No, Noira.
1: Her (laughs) Noira. That's very good.
0: Okay. Um, she does a whole. Yeah. We've got her
1: stealth sequence. sequence. Uh, how much of the stealth sequence is unnecessary, but she does it anyway, because she's just kind of, you know, compelled to be sneaky. Cause we do, we do do that one every now and then, like, uh. In the previous season, where Tucker and Todd were sneaking around the taint facility, doing doing their Mission Impossible thing, where they were hugging walls and rolling from room to room.
0: Oh, I just I I, get, I came up, I have a gag idea. She I does, would really love to hear it. She does a whole stealth sequence and finally gets to the center of this building, and uh, it's empty. And she finds uh, like a barcode a tag on the wall, which says Acme uh, Diversion compound or <laughs> like it's a whole abandoned uh, industrial complex that's set up to look like the compound that they're meeting at but it's just she spends her whole time navigating it only to have to navigate the actual one afterward
1: yeah I, yeah she doesn't know i think where she's going exactly but she's looking for suspicious activity i think she has an idea but i do like i like the idea very much that there's a decoy set out d De- that's the word decoy am yeah. Yeah, Ac- Acme Suspicious Facility.
0: Yeah, <laughs> for thank the whole list.
1: Yeah, thank you for purchasing the Acme Suspicious Facility kit,
0: complete with you know ro- roaming guards and whatever else.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they're actually just like Roombas with cardboard cutouts on top of them that look like guards. <laughs> it's like
0: <a> home Alone. <laughs> yeah. it's all it's all Michael jack not Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan cutouts.
1: Yeah. Stop <laughs> on,
0: it on, on train sets. <laughs>
1: Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, I went to the wrong place." And then I guess we need a either well, she uh, like a subversion of the previous stealth sequence where she just like walks out and it's just across the street. Well, the,
0: the, oh, that's didn't they do that? Yeah, I, I think that I was thinking that it is is literally just the one over.
1: Yeah, it has to, either either fast forwarded or like she just steps out one door and she's there.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the joke that I saw where she steps at the door and it's either like next door or it's across the street and like a head, a head pump. What's that for? Palm. Fuck (laughs) face palm. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was very clever of them to set out the decoy, but they also set it out right next to where they were operating. So,
0: so we do a emperor's new groove. I think that's where it comes from where they speed through the same steps faster.
1: Yeah, and I think there, of course, should be a street lamp right outside of the the uh, building that she's actually going to, so she can disappear. Yeah, and then we can smash cut to her scaling the side of the building, and that's an opportunity for like the Batman window washing bit.
0: Oh, perfect! Yes. Oh, is she? Is she's gonna skip all of the uh, stealthing that she did on the inside, and she's just gonna climb the wall and then go to a uh, skylight and watch the proceedings from the skylight.
1: Yeah, I I love catwalk sequences and stuff where you're up in the up in the rafters of this, the big uh, warehouses and industrial buildings, because there's always thugs everywhere on the floor and they never look up. Yeah. So, yeah, instead of instead of sneaking in the front door and and all that, she just scales the building because uh, this is Sam Fisher now that that for anybody not aware that is Splinter Cell. And if you're good at that game, you never take the front door. You always climb up a pipe or something on the outside of the building and come in through the roof. Splinter Cell was a
0: stealth game, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I usually
0: stay away from those.
1: I don't like sneaking, it
0: makes me anxious.
1: I uh I like stealth games when the punishment for being detected isn't super severe. Right.
0: Like in Gollum.
1: <laughs> yeah, if, if detection if detection winds up like practically bricking the, the playthrough and you have to just like reload a save. That I don't find fun. That is just like saves coming until I have an attempt where I'm lucky.
0: Yeah, but she doesn't have to deal with any of that. No, but she, she... probably
1: does have a couple of weird window encounters.
0: What kind of celebr Should they be old celebrities from the 60s and they're like all old now? Or should they be current? I,
1: I do think she should encounter Adam West. Oh, that's funny. But other celebrities that they encounter could be characters from our universe that we don't want. Oh, that's
0: even better in universe celebrities. <laughs>
1: I'm just trying to think if we have a good number of those. we've got anderson Cooperst, we've got we've got lafox as as far as public faces, that would be well known. I'm not sure who else we've got. we I mean, we've got by the time this is in production, we'll, of course, have models and faces of the other anchors that were all shooting at each other in the past.
0: Yeah, but, like, who was the star of None Taken?
1: (laughs) That was a a Liam Neeson guy.
0: Yeah, so, like, we have a bunch of, like, those movies and stuff. We can have the stars of those show up.
1: Oh, uh, we've got the Rebels. We could uh, open up a window and see that there's Admiral Dad still arguing with his ship captain daughter. They take their fights with them everywhere.
0: Guy Fieri.
1: (laughs) 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 last time we saw him he was stuck with a bunch of lawyers in hell it would be no surprise that he's trying to bring flavor town back to earth that is his mission open a open a window up and find him there he is cooking for for people who are really tired of listening to him
0: (laughs) shaking some lemon pepper
1: wings around yeah yeah something in a basket yeah oh yeah that looks good (laughs) everybody else rolls their eyes they're so tired of listening to him He's got his sunglasses on the back of his head. Oh, yeah. I think I think he should do like a head maneuver that flips them over onto the front of his head when he says like, flavor <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like that a lot.
1: Flavortown. And then I think that's uh, hat woman's cue to close that window and move on because this isn't the right one. I think. Yeah, I think the very. So we I think uh, the rebels, then Guy Fieri. And then I, I think Adam West should be the last one. He just says, shh. This is the window you're looking for. Oh, he leads her to the correct place. He game recognized game. He's passing the torch.
0: Oh, it, while she's talking to Guy Fieri, does he like up here? He calls. Oh, her thank up, God. Oh, <laughs> <Close to window. laughs> Slam it
1: on Guy Fieri. Yeah. Just about to take it and flavor. <laughs> uh-uh. Yeah. Okay. Adam West waves her up. You're looking. This is the one you're looking for. Why are you helping me? Game recognized game. Just uh, that's. I was to trying to
0: remember how to say that game peep game game recognized game. That's the good one.
1: <laughs> I know what you're doing. I support you. We have to look out for our own. I do think it'd be very funny if he's one of the vigilantes somewhere, and he he winds up being her Robin. But that would make him the spy. Hmm. Hmm.
0: I think. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Because I don't want him to be the love interest. He might be sort of like a mentor.
1: Yeah. He's more of a of a dad guy.
0: Yeah. We just collect dads all over the place. Yeah. What was the other? Oh, it was the family guy had Adam West as the mayor.
1: Oh, yeah, that was very funny. <laughs> um.
0: So she goes skulking around the catwalk. OK,
1: yeah. All right. Adam West is a uh, a reliable not spy, but he might he might be the gateway to introducing her to the guy who is the spy. Yeah, oh, she, is he's...
0: is is he just the, he he's just doing a cameo. He's he shows up frequently, but he's like, "Oh, no, I don't do the hero stuff. I'm, I'm t- retired. I, I just do appearances."
1: I like that. Yeah. Mm. I'm just here to go on the picture. Yeah. Open the occasional window. Come on, sport. I just do bits. <laughs> this isn't about me. This is your night. And then he just leaps right out that window. She peeks out. No sign of him. He I mean, he was still Batman. Yeah, of course he can definitely pull that move off. And then I guess the camera pans up, and he actually he went up. He's on the roof, and he's like out of breath.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say oh. that's the joke. He's like, <laughs> "Is that Elvis Presley or like that that whatever that gig is?" The look over there—that's somebody you know. And then when she looks over, he
1: goes huffing and puffing. <laughs> he can't make it far enough. Uh, yeah, I like I like <laughs> the idea that uh, he's like, "Hey, what's that?" Just quick distraction, <laughs> throws down like a smoke bomb, and then she she rushes over and looks out the window there's no sight of him but as she comes back in like oh wow that was very impressive we look up and there he is just like desperately clutching to the because we're let's say we're at the top floor she's climbed in a window but there's also the roof up above and he's just like clinging to the threshold of the roof he's like oh god i'm too old for this
0: yeah i like the smoke bomb and then the smoke clears he's just on the floor coughing (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm like half passed
0: out. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm too old for that one. <laughs>
1: he coughs. He's like, ah, don't worry about me. Just go, go, go on. With them. <laughs> Next thing you that know, there's a beat and he's sleeping. <laughs> Doing the old guy snore who okay just
0: rolls her eyes okay fine
1: (laughs) yeah there's nothing to be got from this carry on i've got work to do now one thing i did want to think about was her detective senses you know how lots of games that want you to go detectivizing things we're Mm -hmm. thinking we're thinking batman games we're thinking la noir you get like special special guiding senses to help you because you the player are not a detective so you need detective vision and i was wondering if she we see the world through her eyes if everything is kind of uh is it noir is it sepia is it uh normal is it really dark are things are clues lit up hmm. footprints especially can she see can she see other people's vision cones oh that's interesting yeah i don't know i don't remember uh you said you you were not into playing Dishonored, but you have a special vision mode in that game that let you lets you see people's vision cones so that you can deliberately avoid detection.
0: Uh, oh, oh, I understand. Like, they're... they're
1: uh... Yeah, it looks like they've got headlights coming out of their eyes.
0: Like you would see on a 2D version, like a top-down version, you would see the cone of, that, of yeah. where you will be visible. Yeah, exactly. So she can detect people's vision cones. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I like that. I'm just trying to visualize the how that's presented, because the first thing that popped into my mind was she sees everything like matrix code, but it's all question
1: marks. That's funny, but also seems like it would be incredibly difficult. (laughs) I mean, I I feel that way about the matrix, too. Yeah, it seems like it's unnecessarily convoluted. We've got all this technology, but we can't create like an interface that people can just visualize everybody's staring directly at ms dos but it's like alien ms dos
0: well i mean you start getting into the whole thing about like light bouncing off of stuff and color not being real and all of that
1: yeah no kidding (laughs) okay how about this Uh, you you're familiar with predator films right no i've actually never seen those ones okay well uh in predator one and especially in predator two you get to see a few scenes from the perspective of the predator And you get to see them shift through visual spectrums, like they've got like a vision and stuff. Yeah, like they've got a setup in their helmet, so they they switch to it, and it's got like an audible sort of noise every time they they uh, they turn them on, so Ah. they can see like infrared. And I'm thinking maybe we see her perspective through her eyes, but it's all normal, and then she activates the vision, and then it causes a filter over everything, so everything that's not a clue gets dark and kind of less distinct things that are clues or like things like vision cones become very prominent. But
0: and so when she's doing that, from her perspective, we see the different spectrums. But when we're in third person looking at her from outside, she's just holding her fingers up to her face like a person pretending to like mimic a camera. I like that a lot. Or even the junior bird man eyeball, you know, when you put your hands upside down. Yeah, yeah, that one's
1: good. That one hurts my wrists a lot, but yeah, I think cool she'll be well practiced. I think she'll be well practiced in that one. I also like the idea that that uh, it's kind of like taking a uh, blacklight into a seedy motel uh, room. Oh yeah. So she shines it over the place and she sees fingerprints and like splotches and it's just. Ugh. And then she looks at herself and sees more of the same and she immediately turns off the vision. Yeah, I like that. Can't have that anymore. <laughs> so we get to see that she's capable of it, but also we we don't have to do that a lot. She's seen too much already.
0: Save her from it.
1: Yeah, so she gets the she gets the blacklight horror moment, and then her discomfort is it lasts for a beat, but then it's quickly taken away. Her attention is taken by the sound of voices.
0: Yeah, she's looking around. She's seen all this stuff, which doesn't necessarily make sense out of context. But then, yeah, a little tour group comes in, and over here, this is where you'll have your production booth set up, and then over here we'll have the etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah
1: yeah uh i think they've got like goons that are carrying crates of like wires and and studio equipment they've got uh, the boss said those go over there kind yeah. of thing so we've got we've got that going on down there we've got like their own version of a foreman slash pit boss who's kind of like directing efforts for setup do do are any of our villains there presently or is it just goons
0: I'm trying to think of how much information she should walk away with from this encounter. She'll what, know did she a location t- for sure. Was she tipped off for a specific reason that she's here or was she, she just out looking for suspicious stuff?
1: I was I was thinking that once she's got the hat on and stuff, she's got like vigilante senses where she can just detect that something is off tonight.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Because we we assign her various powers and one of them, I think that's what That's what makes her the very first of the vigilantes is she she's got her finger more on the pulse than everybody else. She knows that bad stuff's going to happen before it occurs. Maybe she's been spending a little too much time with Tucker and Todd.
0: (laughs) She's got a second or a sixth sense.
1: Yeah, for for shenanigans. And it really comes out. So she she either she detects something's going to go on before she puts on her hat or she puts it on and then she's like looks off in one direction and sniffs. And that's an opportunity for the sniff (laughs) I like that. Something's on the wind. (laughs) And then she pursues it. And and that's why she's out here. She she just had it. uh, It was instinct. She's got instinct. And I do think that some of these guys, some of these thugs, these goons, they've got loose lips because, you know, they're all talkers. They're all talking with each other. Maybe they've got some kind of uh, a device that emits, you know, subliminal messaging for people who happen to be tuning in to make them more suggestible we need the the subliminal messaging machine over there we don't want to turn don't turn it on it'll brainwash you
0: i'm trying to think of a catchy hooky name for her version of spidey senses Mm. agitation
1: sensation
0: trouble synonyms i can
1: feel something in my trouble bubble (laughs) i'll
0: come back to that later Um, but I, i do think you're onto something anxiety senses um okay so she yeah do we have a villain there or several of them all excited to get set up i I don't think that the juggler should be tied to them yet
1: no no uh let's see villains maybe maybe this is an opportunity for andy tate to be there
0: or, or, wait, you want you wanted we wanted oh. um, the Jogler to be taken over Francis's show. So, should Francis be the one sort of like uh, win baggedly telling everyone how it should be? But then there's a representative from Joggler's team saying, No, this is how the boss wants it.
1: I like that, and th- that gives us the opportunity to do the voice Francis's <laughs> voice. Lou, <laughs> I <laughs> oh
0: but straight woman or whatever uh hat woman hat woman hat woman knows francis though right because of her involvement with miranda is that canon oh uh she's met
1: him i don't know if she he... actually met him Hmm. francis was definitely there working as a rodeo clown yeah and miranda's sister was found at the rodeo but i don't believe uh straight woman i don't believe straight detective had an encounter with Francis, but she did see him and she may well have seen him on the internet. Because if you recall, Francis had a starring role in a reaction video that Tucker and Todd watched. Right. She might, she might take one look at him and, and get like a really quick flashback vision. Luhan. (laughs) Get a, a real quick, you know, flashback of just, just who he is. We get to see him at the rodeo. We get to, we get to see him in that video. And, but also there was a point
0: where, uh, Tucker and Todd were getting, uh, influenced by InfoWars and, oh Jay, right and Jay was making an effort against that because of it was poisoning their minds or whatever. That's, so that's she,
1: quite right. And he was the host of that show.
0: So at first she will just be like watching the the goons and then all of a sudden his voice will crop up in her, her uh, immediate ears will...
1: attention getter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her, her <ears> wiggle. <laughs> we get to hear the action thing. Listen. Now, what do you think you're doing?
0: <laughs>
1: he, I can't. It's so silly. <laughs> I can't. He, oh, he, he fucking threatens to kill me every time I hear him. And and that immediately gets her attention for sure. And I think are you, you're familiar with Terminator vision, right? Yeah, of course. I think I think that uh, is another thing that she's got going on where it's like scan scans him status villain <laughs> <laughs> like for sure he's he's he is classified by her whatever she's got processing her the, as a the villain.
0: villain the villain meter fills up all the way to 100 and then it uh, vomits.
1: <laughs> oh I like that do, 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 do. <laughs> That's very funny. It's got just like part of its little UI.
0: Oh, is that is that how we the 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 scanner? No, it's not. It's not a device. It's her herself. I was going to say the scanner starts like fritzing and uh, smoking and and sparking. And that draws the attention of the goons. And that's when she has to make her escape.
1: Oh, interesting. Uh, There's that is definitely possible, maybe because we can always have her just like her hat start doing that.
0: Oh, what if she monologues something to herself under her breath and, and Adam West starts waking up and says, huh, did you say something? And that's what draws the attention and they have to make their way out.
1: I do I do like that. Because she, she, she's got a monologue, son. Yeah. I like the idea that her monologue is a distraction. She's like, wow, this guy's, this guy's a villain. His villain meter is off the charts.
0: He's got more villachlorians than Master Yoda. Villachlorians. <laughs>
1: i think that's great as just an opportunity to illustrate how incredibly dumb that was one one of the worst like writing decisions in a film ever it's right up there with Greedo shooting first
0: what if the magic was blood cells
1: what if the magic could be wiped out by like one round of antibiotics (laughs) what if you could use a blood transfusion to give somebody superpowers did they ever do that in, in Star Wars? I don't think so, but it sounds like a premise to me.
0: Sounds cool. Well, let's write a Star Wars story.
1: <laughs> yeah, somebody donated blood, and then instead of like a weird AIDS scare, there's a, a superpowers scare. Cool. There's no HIV. It's, it's superpowers-infected blood. It sounds fucked up.
0: F-I-B. Um...
1: Yeah, okay, so the monologuing, uh, either it distracts her enough that Adam West manages to make some noise or just her talking is enough for everybody down like directly below her to hear i don't know if she's really good at monologuing in perfect whisper quiet but she manages to make a noise and get everybody's attention but unlike adam west she's in good shape so once everybody looks up there's like nothing but like a dust cloud of where she used to be
0: oh is it the poof dust cloud
1: yeah i i uh i'm a sucker for those
0: and does it so does it end with uh, uh, Francis kind of like squinting up into the rafters?
1: Yeah, I I think everybody pauses. Do you hear that? Everybody looks up. What is that? Is that Buster Scruggs? Yeah. And he leaves it just like a dust pattern of himself <laughs> behind <so> him. Really?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's what I was saying. It was just like a, a dust silhouette. Somebody's here. Oh, you you go check it out.
0: Does it, it? Does it leave a her shape silhouette, and so that gives them something to start like researching, doing their own due diligence to figure out who was there?
1: Oh, it's a, she left a clue. That's not a yeah. good detective. Yeah, somebody picks up on that. At least one of the thugs is observant and and has a good memory.
0: And so they go up there and they find something of Adam West's.
1: Interesting. What? What? Uh, maybe his smoke bomb. <laughs> it's empty Discarded now.
0: smoke bomb. But it's got it's got his branding on it or whatever.
1: Oh, that's even better! What an idiot!
0: (laughs) And so they they start that gives them a false lead in the direction of uh,
1: Are we just calling him Batman? Oh, I think we should just call him Adam. Yeah, Mister West. I don't know something like that. But but uh, while it is a false lead, it's not in the totally wrong direction.
0: Right. Oh, does does she bring him back to her hat cave?
1: I was wondering if she bothered getting him at all or if she just left him behind. But he did let her in the window, so she should stop to bring him along. Only fair, only polite. I mean, that's I, sort I of... Do like, I do like there. the idea that he, like, wakes up from his nap in the hat cave.
0: He sleeps all the way there.
1: Yeah. Mentions that it feels like old times. This, this is a <laughs> nice setup you've got here. I used to have something like that myself. Don't touch that. Oh, are there any, like, cool devices that he can play with that uh, causes, like, hats to come out of the walls?
0: Hmm. Oh, and gets shot out, like, a, uh... What's his name from 007? The guy with the hat. Odd job.
1: Oh, I was I was thinking it's more like armory scenes where, like, the walls flip open and it's just, like, a whole bunch of guns on the wall. But
0: it's all just different hats? I do yeah. like Yeah,
1: yeah, instead of, like, uh... Oh, this pen shoots acid. This, this ring is a time-delayed explosive. You know, all the cool spy gadgets and, and batarangs and utility belts. Does it's dad come padding. down and he's like, is this your Alfred? Fucking is now. <laughs> I do like the idea that dad comes down in like a house coat. Yeah. Because the sun is just coming up now. He's got coffee. What's going on down here? Nothing. Okay. Keep it down.
0: Have you seen my whatever?
1: Oh, uh you know, something from the, the third Venture dynasty. <laughs> oh,
0: something, one of his curiosities, yeah.
1: Yeah, some from the third dynasty.
0: Have you seen my opium spoon? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm sure it's wherever you left it upstairs, checked by the sink. Oh, that makes sense. Has dad been misusing some of his ancient antiquities <laughs> for like weird stuff? He used it to stir his coffee.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Um,
1: yeah, I think I think it can tune out on a, a debriefing of Adam West because he's oh, curious I like about what's going on.
0: He's yeah, he's milling about all curious, but she's trying to like, can you quiet down for a second? She's focused on like dialing in her ham radio so she can put out her call to the vigilantes.
1: Yeah, she's got to scramble her signal or something so she can't immediately be detected back. Or
0: well, she sends out a telegram um the this app, is this is where the...
1: she would say use nord vpn
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. oh she gets on her oh she gets on her stealth stream yeah her crime stream
1: why not live stream i kind of from... like that the live stream crime stream snitch.tv oh perfect how exquisite yeah and then she yeah she she puts out her call to arms the local law enforcement is powerless to stop them and in some ways even in collusion
0: Oh, should we demonstrate um, somebody at the compound? Should we should we sh- should hat woman observe and witness local law enforcement failing to uh, police this location so that it can really prompt you to be like, "There, there's no last line of def- we are the last line of defense.
1: Yeah, either either incompetence or corruption, because uh, cops have been phased out and taint is taken over. She watches them take a bribe. Open up! It's the police. You owe us a check. I like that. Right at the door, Money. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like that. Shows just like they show up on a, like a routine patrol. Nothing to see here, officers. We're not out of our our premises after dark. We're we're obeying the shit uh, curfew.
0: And then and then so while she's putting out her uh, call to arms, do we do a few cuts to various vigilantes um, pre costume? Here, like here receiving the call and kind of like giving each other the look this is our time or moment
1: yeah i like that because we've got a we've got a few vigilantes set up one of them is a pair of uh theater makeup and costume people mm-hmm.
0: and, and maybe... i think
1: they're they're a, they're a great example maybe they're a married couple too but it's just like hey, you need to see this soup of yeah. the night of course is nearby watching
0: going oh yeah so we're going around to their various points of view as they watch her stream on their phones and laptops and tvs and whatnot
1: yeah some some of them are probably a little bit more prepared than others i think soup of the night is already nine tenths of the way there oh yeah he's got like a little soup layer finally our time has come this is what we prepared for
0: no more stewing over this
1: oh, and of course we've got anderson Cooper as a vigilante called bad news
0: Oh, I forgot all about that. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: awesome! <laughs> uh, Anderson Cooper is just watching this. Puts like a a cool newspaper mask on with the with the eyes cut out.
0: I hate to be the bearer of bad news, so I am the bad news.
1: <laughs> Everybody's gonna have their their crappy one liners. Of course, that's part of the game. Um... Do we want to have it? close off on on our sequence of vigilantes being roused by this call to arms
0: yeah i think it should turn into a split screen of all of them kind of like like standing and arising and like uh what's it called um heating the
1: call yeah they answer the call
0: I answer the call they all stand up and pull their masks down over their face in one single movement
1: yeah they, they uh they like open up drawers to reveal that they've got like tools and stuff our our costume couple open up the just a closet to reveal a huge ton of disguises and, and makeup implements and stuff. Soup of the soup of the night opens up a thing and it's just tons of cans of soup.
0: And as it all as they all uh, split screen and sync up, they start saying, "Now is the time." And then each one shouts something different. One of them shouts for justice. One of them shouts for soup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> for justice. For order. For soup.
0: but it's all at the same time so it all just drowns each other out it's just a muck of noise
1: yeah and i think it'd be kind of funny if everybody had a like a brief self-aware beat where they're like huh
0: they all look at each other across the frames
1: just with a just with a sort of was that you look (laughs) yeah and then cut to black cut to black everybody's set up and established hooray hoorah do we have is there any after credit stuff i think that's fine if we have any after credit stuff, it'd just be like a really brief Francis telling the juggler, we've got a problem.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dro- dropping off the um the the smoke bomb thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just one. Of, just one of those. It'd be a quick thing.
0: And then you just see the juggler's big fist crush the smoke bomb package in his hand.
1: Oh, yeah. A big meaty gorilla man fist. Egregiously meaty. Oh, yeah, for sure. taking too many of his own protein supplements man yeah
0: okay i think that's an episode
1: i think that's an episode Wonderbar, very good
0: yeah thanks everybody for listening to this episode of snideful inside the writer's room i have been one of your hosts todd
1: i've been your other host
0: tucker um i had a plan for how to do that a better way but you're gonna hear it in the intro you heard it in the intro because this is the outro bye
1: bye